yeah, disappointing. Um, tight game, uh, typical sort of derby game where not a lot of chances and you know, a lot of not a lot of open space. But our first goal was going to be critical, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to do that, and, and we didn't take it, and they did. It's been a grueling schedule with the European qualifiers. No Celtic fans here today as well. It's always going to be a tough game, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know, irrespective, I think you know. Um, as I said, it was still a tight game. It was still a game where you know we had the opportunity to, to sort of grab hold of it, and, and we didn't take it. So it's still disappointing, um, and you know, something we need to sort of you know, make sure that, um, especially in these big games, that when the moment arrives, that we're, we're ready to take it. Josip Juranovic makes his debut today. You must be glad to finally get him on the park after signing last week. Yeah, look, it's been that sort of month where we're signing players and sort of throwing them in, and yeah, obviously left back's not his natural position, but you know he he, he did okay. And most important thing is that you know he, he got a taste of it and understands sort of um, you know, the football here and obviously the way we want to play. So he'll be better for it. It's international break now, so time to recollect and go again. The window shuts on Tuesday, so we know that there'll be some ins and outs. Yeah, yeah, look, um, keen to get to the end of the window so we can just settle the squad down and, and you know, do some work with the players. And then, you know, the other side of the window, then we can, you know, we'll know what squad we have and what players are, are sort of uh, in, the, in the picture for us moving forward and, and we can build. Pretty strong words post-game there from Ange Postacoglu, of course. Aussie Ange in charge of one of the soccer powerhouses, Celtic. And we're joined by a man who's all things Celtic. John McGinley is his name. He also tweets grand old pod, of course. He also has plenty to say in regards to Celtic news and opinion. And you can follow him on Twitter as well. John McGinley, M-C-G-I-N-L-E-Y. John, disappointing news overnight. They got beaten by their arch rivals 1-0 and... uh, it's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Uh, unfortunately for myself, um, and unfortunately for Celtic, Rangers have kind of dominated this fixture for a good while now. A man just come in the door. He's he's rebuilding things basically from scratch, and um, it was another disappointing day for, day for Celtic. I think that you know Ange is is bringing us closer towards Rangers. I would say I think that's probably the consensus of a lot of Celtic fans today. Do Celtic fans have the patience of John McGinley? <laughs> well, I, I hope so. I mean, that's what this is going to take, I think. Um, Anne just spoken consistently about the need for patience and, and the need for not getting too carried away when things are going well. As You know, we, the boom and bust cycle of Glaswegian football can be um, a bit of a problem for managers here. Um, but, you know, Anne has done a lot to kind of unify the fans with this team and with his coaching methods. And I think... If any manager is going to get patience out of us, it's going to be this one. Is it coaching methods that are uh, all out um, try and score? Because, of course, on the goal differential, it's plus 10 scoring machine that they are. But they've had a couple of losses, yet they've only conceded three goals. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that he is relentlessly pursuing opposition, especially at home at Celtic Park with the return of supporters after... Um, the the problems of the pandemic has mm. been has been thrilling. It's been a case of that the football is kind of feeding the atmosphere of the crowd, and the atmosphere of the crowd is feeding the football. And I think that's the way Ange styled himself for a while. Um, and in many ways, it's it's a perfect fit for Celtic. But it does come with challenges, and like any good love story, there's bumps in the road, and it's about how you respond to them. So that's what we'll be looking for from from Ange and Celtic going forward. Well, that sort of uh, leads me to the next question. Your tweet, outrageous team going to Ibrox in the best possible way. 
Give me your opinion of why that was, because there is some conjecture over whether he should have started Kyogo. I mean, there's all sorts of talk post-game on the back of the loss. Uh, is <laughs> your opinion agreed upon by most Celtic fans? I think what was refreshing about the team selection was it's attacking intent going to Ibrox. Now, Ibrox is a venue that's never easy to go to, regardless of of what team you are. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of Celtic teams go over the years looking to to protect, uh, um, you know, protect against the defeat rather than go for the win. And I think that Ange went for the win today. Um, Obviously, that has its drawbacks as well. There's, you know, some a, a little bit of talk that he didn't quite get the the selection of Kyogo and, and also Edward right in terms of their position. Um, and I think he admitted that, that himself after the match. But I think it's just seeing a Celtic team go with intent in every single match, regardless of who we play, regardless of what venue we're in, that's um, so refreshing at the moment. We're speaking to John McGinley, who is Grand Old Pod, A-U-L-D Pod. He's all things Celtic. You can follow him on Twitter as well. And we're speaking after the loss in the uh, the, the old firm derby, 1-0 by Celtic. But more about, about Ange Postacoglu and his aggressive style as, uh, of coach. At the moment, you sit sixth. But as I said, plenty of goals, just got to shore things up in, in various areas. When Ange Postacoglu was signed as manager, had you heard of him? No, no, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of him. Um, and I think a lot of fans were, were in that boat. It doesn't take long in, in this day and age for for people to do their research and, and look into the kind of manager that he was. After people did that, I think that there were still a bit of you know misgivings about, about what he could bring to Celtic. But a lot of people gradually came on board, myself included. Um, he heard what he had to say, um, heard about his training methods, heard about the kind of man that he is. There's a very interesting video that aired on um, Sky Sports before the game today about um, you know his experiences as an immigrant in Australia and how that's you know um, set up his life in football and and you know the inspiration he's taken from his father and all that kind of talk really chimes with the Celtic support um, in terms of the origins of our football club and our experiences and I I think that that is helping him as much as anything as much as the the style of football it's his honesty in dealing with the media. So no, I hadn't heard of him, I have to be honest, but as soon as you get to know him, you kind of really start to appreciate him. And I think a lot of a lot of Celtic fans are in that boat at the moment. You know, I don't speak for every Celtic fan, but I do have to say that, you know, you know, he's he's very much winning us over at the moment. When you lose the derby, um how long does it take to get over it when you're a Celtic fan? <laughs> it depends on the manner, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> last season um, was definitely a nightmare um, because you know Rangers dominated those games. It wasn't just the results; it was the the manner of performance and how meekly we gave up some of those games. And I think from today, you know, that didn't happen. You know, we we gave it a good go in the first half and we fell fell away a bit in the second half, but we brought the fight to them, and I think that's what fans want to see. So as long as they see that progress and improvement, the result is deeply disappointing. Of course, it is, but. As long as we can see pro- progress, it's it's a little bit easier to take. So I think a lot of, well, myself personally will be eager to just, there's an international break now for, for the for the country's football, but a lot of people will be eager to get back to action and see Celtic, you know, picking up wins again. No doubt about that. So now it's six wins and a draw for Rangers in the past seven meetings against Celtic mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the, the old firm derby. So what about... 
walking around the streets of Glasgow. Give us an opinion. We have our what we call our uh, Western Derby here. We call Derby, we call Derby Derby here in Western Australia. All very different, but uh, we they have bragging rights. Uh, people have scarves out of their windows. They spruik it. They beat their chest. Uh, they get the rub of the green when it comes to media. They probably get the rub of the green when it comes to getting a, a takeaway coffee and the like. What happens in Celtic when? the winner is the winner. And what happens for Rangers fans that doesn't happen for Celtic fans until you play again? It's, um, it's definitely bragging rights. It's, it's going into work and, and dealing with people <laughs> on, a, on a day-to-day basis who might support a different team from you. You know, that's that's what the local rivalry is all about. It's, it's deepened with the Celtic and Rangers stuff. The thing about it is that, you know, Celtic dominated for the last decade before last season and, and Rangers kind of knocked us off our perch. So they're loving at the moment. They're gloating. Um, as you would, and, and and they really see themselves as going somewhere under Stephen Gerrard as well, who um, is obviously a, a famous football figure worldwide. So they've got their their own stuff to brag about, and and but we are trying to get back and knock them back off their perch, and um, that's what it's about. If you can kind of come out of a derby with something to hang your hat on in terms of a performance, or in terms of well, we'll get you next time. That's sometimes what it's about rather than the result itself. So there'll be a lot of Celtic fans talking themselves into um, something <laughs> to take into the, the, the next the next match against them in, in December. <laughs> and talking about the championship, you currently sit sixth. Uh, so with Edge Postacoglu coming in and, you, and you've been very firm on the style that he's coaching and you're enjoying it, um, mm-hmm. how, how much leeway does he get if that style doesn't work? Um, yeah, that's a good question, and, and I think that's something that we're going to see a lot of in the upcoming European games, where we'll be facing a stiffer um, standard of competition than than what we get against the, the Scottish teams. And it remains to be seen whether this and style of football can can travel on the road to Germany, to Spain, and um, to Hungary, and and really get our teams away from home. I mean, that's something of a known unknown at the moment, and. Undoubtedly, if results go against us, there will be some talk of pragmatism and kind of, you know, pulling back a bit on Andrew's aggressive pressing and style. But I think he's so resolute and, and so firm in his commitment to that, that he might be able to convince supporters that we're still going in the same direction. But again, that comes down to honesty and that's something that Ange has in abundance. And, um, you know, Celtic fans appreciate honesty and they appreciate not being spoken to. Um, like they're clowns. So as long as he does that and he's open and up front with us, then I think we'll be on board with him. No doubt. He walked around the ground, I think it was after a win, uh, that your last win prior to, to losing overnight, mm-hmm. uh, walked around clapping the crowd and uh, was embraced by the fans. Um, how long do you reckon that'll go on for? And because, I mean, you've got to set, you've got to almost um, make your bet a little bit. Uh, is he just setting himself up for just in case you go through a dry run? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's been a whirlwind to be honest, this summer's been very difficult from a Celtic perspective, from, from where we were starting. Um, we kind of had half a team when he arrived and we've been doing frantic work in the transfer market. And I think everyone re- has recognised we're up for a challenge. So it's one of those ones where you kind of create a siege mentality and get together and go, right, we're going to back this man. He's saying the right things. We're seeing, we're seeing the right things on the pitch. Um, and he did take the applause from the crowd and um, he, he is enjoying that aspect from it. But he's always talking about, you know, not to get too carried away and there will be bumps in the road, etc. Um, so I think he can he can keep receiving that kind of adulation if, if we're playing in the correct manner. 
um, things move quickly in football, you know, no more so than in Glasgow. Um, but, you know, there's optimism at the moment. And I think last year that's something we didn't have. Um, and, and that's why we're we're kind of so on board at the moment. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. And uh, hopefully it does get time because I think that was the concern for football fans back here in Australia that when you're coaching such a high-profile team that you don't get long if things go a little bit wobbly. If you do, want to do yourself a favour and all your fans of the grand old podcast and, and your own work, of course, on YouTube and on Twitter, uh, get yourself to uh, YouTube. You may have already done this, John. John McKinley's our guest. McKinley's our guest. Craig Foster and Ange Postacoglu, the former Socceroo Craig Foster, who was had a role in SBS commentary over here in Australia. Um, he's no longer involved in it, but he was a, a long-time um, critic of the game. And you want to have a listen and a watch of Ange Postacoglu, Google Ange Postacoglu, Craig Foster going head-to-head. Uh, it makes for good viewing, and it's proof, John, you don't want to mm-hmm. get on the wrong side of Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> No, certainly not. You know, he's he's not really had any of those media run-ins at the moment. But you know, famously, um, there there can be some tensions between the, the media in Scotland and 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 Celtic managers. So that might come down the road, and um, we'll look forward to that. I'll have to say that he's dealt with the the media very well in in the sense of um, dodging um, questions or or kind of um, rebuking some of them when he feels that the line of question isn't mm. fair enough. Um, so we have seen a little bit of that, but nothing quite like that, that interview. Um, but I, I would love to see some of that, I have to say. It's all part of it, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. It's all part of the game. And a very left-field twist as we say goodbye. Brendan Rodgers, who was the long-time Celtic manager, of course, he's actually his, uh, uh, he's had family who live in Perth here in Western Australia, where we're from. He's got, uh, uh, I think his uh, in-laws once lived here or still do live here, but he obviously is no longer related to them, of course, from uh, from a previous relationship. So uh, we've got a, a, a nice little connection there with Celtic through former manager Brendan Rodgers and, or, of course, Ange Postacoglu. So so you talk about the, the, the international break. When do you get back on the, the SPL uh, wagon for Celtic? It's on the 11th of September against Ross County, who come, are coming down from the Highlands to, to Celtic Park. And that'll be another match that Celtic will be looking to kind of really get on the front foot for and, and rack up a few goals. No, no disrespect for them. No, you know, no game's um, easy, but that's what we'll be looking for from that match. And then it's into European action and against Real Betis in, in Spain the following Thursday. So that'll be very exciting um, going up against the Spanish team. Mate. All things being equal, last one for you, all things being equal, it sounds like Ange Postacoglu is a good fit for Celtic. You seem to be, I'm sure you're very strong in your opinion and you're not just a, a liniment sniffer PR man for uh, Ange Postacoglu. It sounds like you're a pretty fair and reasonable gentleman, but you think it's a good fit and you, you've got high hopes. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if, if things were going terribly and he was... Um, acting poorly in the press, I would be the first to say so. wasn't shy about criticising Celtic last season, for example. <laughs> but no, gen- genuinely, um, he has been a good fit so far. As I say, he's honest, he's passionate, plays a good brand of football, and, and those are all qualities that any football team would love to see, and especially Celtic, and, and long may it continue. Yeah, well, we appreciate you staying up to take our uh, call on the show and hopefully this resonates with all your Celtic fans through your own podcast and through, of course, your Twitter and all your work you do on YouTube as well. John McGinley, Grand Old Pod, A-U-L-D Pod. Appreciate your time and all the very best and look after Aussie Ange. Thanks very much. There he is, John McGinley here on SENWA.